What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And it's been a while, but we are here talking about college basketball. And, you know, Andrew, let's let's jump right into it. And it's really, in my opinion, no longer Gonzaga and Baylor against the field. Unfortunately for me, I have to say it's Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan against the field. And I, I think you can agree with that. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this Michigan team. I mean – it's pretty clear after Sunday what they are, who they are going to be. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that game and Michigan as a whole, Andrew. Well, I just think it's so crazy, especially college basketball this year, because Michigan probably just picked up the best win in college basketball all season so far. And they stay right where they are, right where they are in, in the rankings and that's not one or two. They're staying at three for having the best win, I think, in college basketball so far this season. And that's just crazy to think about because I don't know when was the last time we saw something like that, but we're seeing it right now. And I, I don't know if I'm ready to say Michigan is on the tier of Gonzaga and Baylor because those two teams just have not lost and Michigan obviously is that one loss and it wasn't a great one I mean they got blown out by a middle tier team in the Big Ten which is still probably above average team considering they're in the Big Ten even though they're middle tier in that conference and I'm referring to Minnesota and they got blown out but I don't, like I said, I don't know if I'm ready to put Michigan on that tier of Gonzaga and Baylor just because those two teams have shown that they just can't lose yet and they won't lose yet. And Michigan has lost. And I I would say it would take a Baylor and Gonzaga loss to to show me that Michigan will is on their level, or I guess it will be for Gonzaga and Baylor to move down a tier into Michigan's level. I truly think Michigan's on their own tier. I think they're better than the rest of the field aside from Gonzaga and Baylor. But I I think they're nearly at Gonzaga-Baylor level. I just don't think they're quite there yet. And like I said, it will take a probably uh, Baylor or Gonzaga loss for me to put Michigan on their level or if Michigan wins out without a Baylor Gonzaga loss, I will probably be ready to put Michigan on their tier. But as of right now, I don't think I'm quite ready, but nonetheless, Michigan is looking very impressive right now. And they're, like I said, they're on their own tier right now. They're better than the rest of the field. They beat the team that's ranked exactly under them, under them in Ohio state. And that was a, like I said, best win in college basketball so far this season. I just don't know if they're quite on Baylor Gonzaga level. I'd like to mention that the one game that Michigan did lose, I know he's not like a giant piece. He's arguably not even one of their top four or five players. He might not even be one of the top six or seven players, but in the game that Michigan lost Eli Brooks, they're starting. I think he plays the the two guard spot for Michigan. I don't even know what, they're, they consider that, but it, in most basketball terminology, it's considered the two. He was out that game. He's a key piece on defense. He's kind of that grit and grind guy. He's a 
He's a big leader. I think he's a captain. So when you miss a guy like that in the game, I mean, that's not an excuse to lose. I don't think he's a difference between them losing, but losing that winning and losing that game. But I think that game is a lot closer if he plays just because of his presence that's fell on the court and his leadership abilities, especially when you get down early in a game and you've seen them get down early in games and in the games he's played, they've been able to come back. I mean, against UCF, against Wisconsin and other teams throughout the entire season. I just think I, it's uh, something that should be known that they're undefeated with Eli Brooks playing. So there's something, if you want to look into it a little bit more, Andrew, I think they're on Baylor and Gonzaga's tier. A lot of people don't. Unfortunately, I have to say that I really would rather not have to think that. So let's 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 get off of Michigan for now. I mean, I would prefer to not talk about them for the rest of this podcast. And that's what the plan is as of now, Andrew. But moving on now to a couple of teams, one involving a team that we said won't be spoken about, but there's some top tier programs that two of them are at least making a late season run we can say that for sure and there's one that won a game so i guess we can consider that maybe maybe they're gonna do something and not completely shit the bed the rest of the year maybe maybe they'll make the tournament probably not and those teams if you've been following what i'm saying here duke kentucky michigan state as you can tell the two teams making a run duke and kentucky and michigan state's a team that won a game and the entire fan base is going crazy so there's that. I think that all three teams have a realistic shot. I honestly think that I'd say good. I feel good saying that at least one will make it. And I feel solid saying that probably two will make it. I, I can't guarantee that, but I can guarantee you that one is going to make the tournament, whether it's Duke, Kentucky, or Michigan State in some way, shape, or form. Henry, out of these top tier programs, I only see one making it, and I don't. I'm not even quite sure about that. And that one team is Duke, and Duke has the most realistic, I think, way in making it and path. I, all they have to do, really. I mean, right now they're 11 and eight. I believe they have a winning record in conference play, and although that's not too impressive because the ACC is just not that good this year but they do have a winning record in conference play which means they for the most part they win the games they should and right now they have two good opportunities to pick up a couple uh, nice wins that are very reasonable like I said and that's North Carolina and Louisville down the stretch those would be two solid wins for them and if they can fare well in the ACC tournament I believe they have a very realistic shot in getting in MSU, Michigan state. Just, I, I think the road's too hard. I'm, I'm a Michigan state fan. And of course I would like to be optimistic about their situation right now, but I, I am just not quite there yet. I'll believe it when I see it with them. They picked up a really convincing win against Indiana recently. It definitely boosts their chances and definitely helps them but their schedule down the uh, stretch is just too difficult. They have to face uh, three top five teams uh, in, their, in their last six games, and including one of those teams twice, and that is Michigan, who we just talked about possibly being on the highest tier in college basketball right now. They also have to face the team that team just beat in a very close game, and Ohio State is the number four team in the country. 
and then on the day this is coming out uh this podcast is uh coming out they're they're facing illinois who's the number five team in the country who is also very solid so michigan state i i just don't see them getting in i just see it's too hard if they can pick up one or two wins against uh those three teams in those four games against those three teams i and take care of business against maryland and indiana who they also have scheduled in fair and play decent in the big 10 tournament pick up one or two wins I believe they can sneak in, but I I just don't think that will happen. And it's not very reasonable, but who knows? Is those teams typically surprise us and play very well down the stretch, especially in March? So who knows? Maybe they can turn around. I don't see it happening, especially against the top teams in the Big Ten and top teams in the country that they have to play down the stretch. And Kentucky – I just they have to win the SEC tournament to get in to the to the uh, March Madness and to get into the NCAA tournament. And with Alabama, and I know they just beat them convincingly, Tennessee, but I still think Tennessee is probably a better team. Missouri, Arkansas, et cetera. I, I just don't think they're going to win the SEC tournament, and I think that's their only realistic way in getting in. I just. Don't see that happening. They're heating up. Who knows? But I, I don't think Kentucky will get in just because they have to win the SEC tournament, and I don't think that's going to happen. Out of these three top-tier teams, Michigan State, Duke, and Kentucky, the only team out of those I realistically see getting in is Duke. Of course, as a Michigan State fan, I would love to see Michigan State get in but I just don't think it's realistic in Kentucky. Like I said, needs to win their uh, conference tournament. And I just don't see that realistically happening. So yeah, out of those three top tier teams, I only see Duke getting into the NCAA tournament. Realistically, I, I agree with you, but then again, I'm not always a realist. So why not shoot for the stars? I mean, it's, it's certainly possible for Michigan State to go four and two and five and one, or even somehow. No, they won't go six and zero. There's no chance they go six and zero. They're not beating Michigan twice in a row. There's certainly a possibility of Michigan State going four and two in these final six games. Certainly possible. Realistic? Absolutely not. Let's just be real here. There's no realistic way that they are going four and two. Can they go four and two? Hundred percent because they they're. They have good basketball players. They have a guy who would probably be a first-team All-Big Tenner in 95% of years, but obviously this isn't a Big Ten of 95% of years. So Aaron Henry may not even be a Big Ten honorable mention. So that's just how it is this year. But if we're going to make a run, it's going to be up to guys like Aaron Henry. Uh, no, not Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry's going to do his thing. He's done it all year. He's basically put this team on his back all year. It's really going to come down to a guy like Rocket Watts. And if Rocket Watts can be that point guard that everyone thought he was going to be able to make that transition to at the end of the year, then we could be a tournament team, realistically. But if he's not, then we're going to probably go 0-6 in these last six games, go back to the same spot that we were at basically on Tuesday where we knew the tournament streak was over. But with that big win against Indiana, things changed. I know it's, we say big win because we're not used to winning this year. It's kind of sad, but 
which is how things are. And Kentucky, like you said, got to win their conference tournament. SEC has just been so inconsistent this year. I just think that they have the advantage, especially at coach compared to every other team in the conference. And he's an experienced coach. They actually have some more experienced, you could say, players. And Davion Mintz, Olivier Saar, Keon Brooks are more experienced than they're, than Kentucky's used to having, although they haven't really had any guys who have actually played at Kentucky besides Keon Brooks. So we'll see how that goes. I, I think they can make a run. I honestly think there's a chance they win the SEC tournament. I think they're the most talented team. Now, they are, are they the best team? Absolutely not. But they have the opportunity to go out there and win the SEC tournament. There was a reason why they were the favorites going to the year as the SEC, and they, they can still easily go in and win it. But moving on to our third topic, which is who gets the final one seed? And I think it's pretty obvious we could say at this point that Baylor, Gonzaga, and I'd say Michigan is certainly a lock for that third one seed, or maybe second, somehow first, if Gonzaga somehow slips up or Baylor loses a couple games. Most likely not. I'd say those two are pretty locked in. Michigan's pretty locked in at three. But between, I think we could say it comes is going to come down to Ohio State and Illinois. If there's any other team, then this topic is completely useless. But I, I think this is these are the two teams that are competing for that final one seed just based on resume, based on overall roster, just based on how good they are. And between Ohio State, Illinois, Andrew, who do you think gets that final one seed? I think it will ultimately come down to the Big Ten Conference Tournament and who I think does better in that tournament. Well, I, I this is tough because I think Ohio State's the better overall team and but Illinois has the best overall player I think in the Big Ten and I know you can debate Luca Garza but between the two teams Io Dasumu is by far probably the best player between the two teams and I don't really think it's debatable and when you have a more experienced team and you have arguably the best player in the big 10 and by far the best player between the two teams. I, I, I have to give it Illinois. And that's only because like I said, it, I think it will come down to the big 10 tournament. And when you have a more experienced team, the better player, the, the best player between the two teams He's more clutch. Io Dusumu, I'm talking about. And this Illinois team is starting to heat up, I think. I, I have to give it to Illinois. But I do think Ohio State's the better overall team, so don't get that confused. But in terms of who's getting the final one seed, I have to give it to Illinois. Well, Ohio State has probably two of the three most underrated players in the entire Big Ten. And obviously, I still believe that Aaron Henry is the most underrated player in the entire Big Ten, maybe even the entire country, just because Michigan State is not very good this year. No one seems to be talking about him, but he's quietly averaging like 15, six rebounds, four assists. So just just keep keep notice for uh, late season Henny, playoff Henny. Um, but besides, besides the point, Dwayne Washington Jr. and EJ Liddell are two of the best players in the Big Ten and arguably two of the best players in the country. EJ Liddell is probably two inches of height away from probably being a lottery pick going into this year. That guy's game is just so fluid, and now he's starting to shoot the three better. I mean, he's he started the year shooting like 25% from three, and he's getting closer and closer to 40% as the year goes on. And he's so crafty with the ball. 
I mean, he's got so many moves that he can go to his fadeaway. He can go beat uh, beat you down in a low block. He can take you off the dribble. I mean, he's one of the most ver- versatile bigs that we can that we see in the college game. And he's also a very underrated defender. He's averaging a block per game. That's pretty impressive. And Dwayne Washington Jr. is basically the guy who just likes to throw up a lot of shots, but he, he still scores. So, I mean, there's that. I think he's one of the best volume scorers in the country. And, I mean, that's enough for Ohio State because I went on that whole spiel about Ohio State, and I still – don't think they're the better team between Ohio State and Illinois. I think when you have the most clutch player we've seen in college basketball and God knows how long in Io DeSumo, I mean, if you're if the game is within five points at the end of the game, you can just say goodnight. With a minute left, Io DeSumo is going to take over the game. I mean, I've seen games with two minutes left where he has three points and then he'll finish with 15. I mean, that that's just ridiculous. I mean, you give the, the ball to the guy and he's just going to go get you a dub. So in all, I, I think Ohio State has the opportunity to do it. But I think with that matchup that looms between them a second time in Columbus, I think Illinois is determined to go take that win. I think once again, end of game, Io takes over. And I think ultimately between that game and the rest of the season, I, I ultimately believe that Illinois gets that final one seed. But moving on now to our final topic, which is another NCAA bracketology segment. Who do we think it's the final three two seeds? I think we can determine that the top five teams are realistically set and all five of those teams will be a one or two with Illinois or Ohio State getting that final one. I'd say those three teams are pretty locked in. But Andrew, who do you believe? I'd say it's probably down to, I think we have six, seven teams that you could argue getting those final three two seed spots with Alabama, Oklahoma, Villanova, Iowa, West Virginia, Florida State, and Houston. Andrew, who do you believe gets those final three two seed spots? Well, of course, for anyone who doesn't know uh, who who we are referring to as the top five teams, that is Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State, and Illinois. And we we believe those five teams will be the – all their uh, the one seeds and the top two seeds. So right now we're going to be predicting who we think will get the final three, two seeds. So my predictions are, I think, and this is in no specific order. I think Alabama, I believe they will win their conference tournament and finish out strong in the regular season. Right now they are currently ranked six in the country behind those five I previously listed and they're looking very solid, probably one of the better offensive teams in the country. So, yeah, I, I have them winning their conference tournament, therefore getting that uh, getting that two seed. I believe Villanova will get it because they will also win their conference tournament and finish their regular season, regular season out strong. And my final one, and this might come to a surprise to some of you guys, but Florida State, and they've really been heating up recently. And... I truly think that they will win their conference tournament in the ACC. So I have Florida State getting that, uh, getting that two seed along with Villanova, Alabama, and I think it's to be determined who gets the top two seed between Illinois and Ohio State. But I, I would say you could probably bet on one of those two teams getting that top two seed and the other getting uh, a one seed. 
But to answer the question, who gets the final three, two seeds, Alabama, Villanova, Florida State, in no specific order. Yeah, Andrew, and I agree with you on the first two. I, I think Alabama, I don't think you can leave a Power 5 team that is 13-1 in conference, going to be the regular season champs, and will be the favorite going into the conference tournament. I ultimately think they'll probably win their conference tournament. They're by far and above the best team in the SEC. The SEC is kind of in a down year, and I think Alabama is the best team in this conference. I have Villanova as well. I, I think this team is being criminally underrated because of two bad losses to St. John's and they had a bad loss to Creighton, uh, I think a week and a half ago. But although they're missing, they're missing some quality wins. They did go on the road and beat Texas. They beat Arizona state when they were still afloat and not arguably one of the worst teams in the power five. And I think this team's a lot better than people think. I think they're destined for a deep March run. They got a experienced point guard. They're just experienced teams all, all around. And Jay Wright, we know, can coach in March. I mean, he's won two of the last four national championships. So no other coach can say that. They have been arguably dominating college basketball for the past, I'd say, four or five years. I mean, they've been – I mean, they sh- – they should have been the unanimous favorite in that 2018 national championship. But Villanova, I think, is almost certainly a lock for a two seed. I think that their conference is too weak and they just I can't see them slipping up more than possibly losing one more game and maybe two if they lose in the conference tournament. But besides that, I don't really see them losing arguably for the rest of the season. And then for that third spot, I think Oklahoma gets it. They have arguably the best resume of the teams left. I mean, they got a win against West Virginia. They got a win against Kansas, Texas. They beat Alabama, and they beat West Virginia second time. I think that this team is just – and they don't really have a too tough of a schedule for the rest of the season. Kansas State and then two games against Oklahoma State. That could change, obviously. They could add another game in that last week of the season. But I, I think that this team is destined to become one of the, the final two seeds. They have a, a lot of opportunities still, especially in the big 12 tournament, if they're able to go on a run and if they finish with six or seven losses, I think they're for sure going to be the number two seed uh, or a two seed because of their resume overall. And here's where I disagree with you. And I'm here to ask you a question. Do you think it's reasonable that an Oklahoma team that loses in the, assuming that they lose in the big 12 tournament to Baylor, do you think it's reasonable that uh, Oklahoma team who didn't win their conference regular season outright or conference tournament to put as a two seed over a Florida state who is most likely on their way to win their conference outright regular season and if they do win their conference tournament which i do have them winning i just want to hear your opinion because of course you might not have florida state winning their conference tournament also you might have a different opinion because i know oklahoma definitely has more quality wins and better wins than florida state does so I want to hear your opinion on that possible uh, scenario where Florida State could be uh, 
ACC champion, conference tourney champion as well. And Oklahoma doesn't win their conference outright regular season, but loses in the Big 12 championship to Baylor. So with that scenario being laid out for you, do you still have Oklahoma getting in over Florida State? Yeah, I, I do. Even I also don't think that Florida State should be the odds-on favorite just far and above the rest of the conference going into the ACC tournament. I think they should be the favorite. They're by, I think they're the best team in the conference. I think they'll probably end up winning it, but you can't assume that they're going to win that. I know the hypothetical question, I, I, I believe that you said if they win their conference tournament, if I'm, if I'm right here. But, I mean, without the conference tournament, I mean, you saw this a couple of years ago. You saw this with LSU. They won the SEC regular season title. They had a slip-up in the conference tournament. And a team like Michigan, who got to their conference championship game and lost, was still a two-seed compared to an LSU team who won their conference regular season, didn't win their conference tournament, was a three-seed. I, I think that because of the fact that Oklahoma is going to have so many more quality wins and against better teams on the road and just so in a lot more games played than Florida state will. I, I think I would still, as long as Oklahoma obviously doesn't just lose all these games going forward. I think we can just assume that they win out the rest of the season. I think that's what you said. And then just lose in the conference championship game to Baylor. Then I would, I, I, I don't think you can justify with the amount of quality wins they are going to happen with only six losses. I don't think you can justify really with the lack of quality wins that Florida state's going to have to put them as a two seed, even as a power five conference, regular season and tournament champion over a team like Oklahoma. Yeah. And of course I'm not, I'm not assuming that Florida state's going to win it. I, I believe they do. And I still, I mean, they still have to get through Duke who's starting to heat up right now, I would say, and play better. Virginia, who's one of the best, if not the best defensive team in the country, et cetera. And I mean, they still have to win the tournament, which is hard. So I, I definitely don't think it's a cakewalk for Florida State to win it. But I, I do have them winning it. And that's the only reason why I do have them getting in. And although Oklahoma does have more quality and better wins, I, I would say you have to take Florida State, who uh, I believe is on their way to win the regular season uh, championship in the ACC and who I think will win the ACC tourney, a conference tourney over an Oklahoma team who won't win their uh, conference regular season championship nor their conference tournament. So that's just, that's just my opinion. But of course, who knows how, how this will play out. This is, somewhat of an early prediction, but I do have to disagree with you and stand my ground with having Florida State getting in over Oklahoma. But I do agree with you on the fact that I do think Alabama and Villanova will also get in as a two seed. Yeah, and it's going to be tough because we also didn't even mention a team like Iowa. We didn't mention a team like West Virginia who's kind of in the same position as Oklahoma, except they're going to have even more opportunities going forward for quality wins. Cause I think they still play Baylor. And if you get a win against Baylor, you should, you're going to jump up 
real far. But, I mean, we didn't even talk about Houston. I don't even think I said Iowa. Maybe I did say Iowa before. I think I did. But, I mean, that's a team that could go in and win the Big Ten tournament, and you could justify winning the Big Ten tournament. They don't – if they win out, they could be a one seed. I mean, they still got to play Ohio State. They still got to play Michigan. So, if, if a team like Iowa wins out and throughout the conference tournament, they should be a lock as a one seed because that's a win at Michigan, at Ohio State, against Nebraska, Wisconsin, and they'll probably be – third or fourth seed in the Big Ten. So that's probably a win against Purdue, a win against either Michigan, Ohio State, or Illinois, and then a win against Michigan, Ohio State, or Illinois. So, I mean, if Iowa were to win out, which is very unrealistic, probably more likely to lose out than that. But, I mean, they're a one seed, arguably higher than Michigan. I know they're going to have six losses, but still just hypotheticals here. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen these next two, three weeks. I mean, we're right now, when you're listening to this podcast, we're 19 days away from Selection Sunday. So we're all getting excited. Me and Andrew are definitely very excited for that. But with that being said, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.